there's no, you know, healthcare talent acquisition college. Um, we're not born with that in mind, but a lot of nurses are thinking about becoming a nurse whenever they go into that nursing course. Like it's something that they want to do as a career. Um, our challenge here is really getting inside their minds and understanding what makes them tick, uh, what they're going to be interested in. So because new talent is so important for hospital systems, uh, assisted living organizations, I'm really excited that we have a nurse here, Melissa Babin. Um, Melissa mentors 60 grad RNs, which is a huge amount. She has a lot of experience and she knows stuff that we don't. So Melissa, without further ado, could you introduce yourself? Yes, hello everyone. Thank you guys for having me. Um, I actually graduated as a new graduate nurse in 2018 as well. And I think what a lot of us um, have experienced, like Adam said, is that we grow up wanting to be nurses. Every nurse has a passion and a reason for being there. And unfortunately what we've seen and what the mentees that I've um, engaged with have also experienced is that it's a lot more difficult than what we um, have thought it out to be. And so when you get into this dream job position, you're finding out that, oh, crap, it's not exactly what I dreamt it to be. Um, and so what I'm hearing is that a lot of the nurses as new graduates and as they look forward to moving positions in two to three years often is how, how short units are being able to hold on to actual new graduates um, is that they want a overall culture that is padded with resources and supporting uh, not just their well-being in the workplace and their mental health, um, especially as we've seen in the post-pandemic healthcare system, um, but also that is supporting the nursing profession. So just a, a really powerful example that I got from a mentor that I was speaking with, or a mentee I was speaking with yesterday was that um, she had stepped into a role on um, a unit that was very supportive um, in the workplace initially, but found that there wasn't any room for further career advancement for her, as in they didn't have um, educational opportunities or certifying opportunities for her. And that meant that while she had really enjoyed the physical environment that she was in for a year, almost a year and a half, she was already looking to go somewhere else so that she could further her nursing career. I think that's a big trend that um, every industry is seeing in the younger generation that a lot of people aren't working for jobs anymore. They're working for whole career paths. So um, my biggest advice would be when you are um, working with the new graduates to hire them on for any position, find out what their ultimate goal is and see how you can suit that position to them. Or maybe you find, well, I have this other position that is more geared to what you're looking for Maybe I don't have a cardiac surgery position, but you're very passionate about cardiac. I do have a telemetry med surg unit that has been suffering to get new staff for a while. You know, find ways to make bridges and links for these um, new graduate nurses is my biggest advice to start with. Okay, so it sounds like to me, if you can fit a new grad into a career path that's going to be suitable for them, they'll stick around for longer time than if you do this sort of transactional hire where it's two years work them and then they leave right but yeah and i think that's that's amazing for a lot of people on this call because we're always filling roles 
and then another rule pops up because someone left and it's like whack-a-mole. But what you're telling me is if you can get someone in at the start into the right position, who's the right fit, they're going to stay with you for a career potentially. And right. You would have to make 10 rehires across a career span. Right. Especially for the nursing field where so many nurses are told, oh, well, if you want to be a specialty nurse, say in the ICU or labor and delivery, you just have to start med surge first, which isn't true. There's no rule that says that, but it often feels like new nurses are just being told, oh, you have to pay your dues and med surge. But if you don't want to take care of surgery patients because you don't want to deal with someone that wants pain medicine or needs pain medicine every so often, you know, you would rather be taking care of critically ill patients or catching babies. There's no reason that a new graduate can't just start in that um, environment. And some may be nervous, some may be afraid. Giving them a little inspirational pep talk may be all that it takes. Right here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so what I want to do, uh, Melissa, is we've got some sort of structured questions and then accept Q&As as well. So we're going to go through these. And if anybody has a question, I know a lot of you are probably trying to recruit grads at the moment. Um, put those in the chat and then Melissa will respond to them. But Melissa, I think you were muted. Could you just unmute yourself? And uh, we can talk about those 60 nurses that you're mentoring. What are the, some of the things that is on their mind whenever they start their job search? What do they want from a career? So in starting their career search, like I've already mentioned, they're looking for um, an initial job that is going to support their overall career path. They're looking for an environment that's going to provide a padded amount of resources. So not just looking forward to their future as an educational opportunities, um, but also, you know, what is it going to be like being a new graduate on that floor? Do they have a residency program? That's how I have uh, my mentors. So does the health facility have a new graduate residency program that they could really learn new skills or advance their skills in? Uh, Do they also have shared governance programs? A lot of nurses already know that they want to go into administrative um, fields of care. And so shared governance programs are unit-based and they allow nurses to get into infection control or violence prevention um, on a team-based leadership um, Mm -hmm. in that kind of way. So those two things. And then of course, the number one thing you guys have probably already heard is anytime a nurse is looking for um, a place to be, they want to know what the ratios are and um, what their patient load and acuity is going to be like. So being upfront with those, uh, with that type of information is always helpful for those um, new graduates. They might be willing to just accept anything because they're excited to be there, but mm-hmm. um, knowing what their ne- their niche is or helping them find it and saying, well, if you, um, you want to go into labor and delivery, but I don't have that position for you right now, would you like to be mother infant instead? Something in their realm. Um, so looking for advancement opportunities, educational opportunities, and um, just overall support of how they're going to be able to operate on the unit. Okay. And obviously nurses who are graduating are new to all this. Are you seeing that they're well prepared for that process of making sure they get a a good fit with an employer and they're not taken advantage of or do recruiters really have to step up and 
be the one who is the expert in the hospital environment and tell them exactly what sort of positions they should be going for? I'm glad you asked that because I had mentioned that sometimes nurses are told, oh, you have to go to med surge and pay your dues, et cetera. And that's a prime example of how they often are taken advantage of. Um, a lot of private or smaller hospitals will have ratios of six to one, um, which really is not a good learning environment for a new nurse. Um, because those are private hospitals, they pay more and they're easier for nurses to get into. Um, but then again, you're gonna be seeing that nurse leaving, looking for another position in a year or two years because of it's a poor environment. So uh, if mm. you are willing to step up as a recruiter and say, I have put in the time to find what a healthy work environment looks like for you, and this mm. is it, you're more likely to see that nurse stay there for four or five years until they're ready to advance to a, a higher level, like a, an advanced nurse practice. Sounds like the better option, definitely. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the, so just to contextualize this, um, obviously there's a shortage of nurses at the moment. So as talent acquisition professionals, we're always trying to find a new way to engage with and source nurses to apply their jobs. So from what you're seeing, like how are your group of mentees going about looking for a job and how can we grab their attention? Yeah, um, I think that you guys doing your job um, um, out, output through a more social media based method is so much better. Um, I remember hearing about Apple Chat on nursing Facebook groups and just through Instagram ads and such. I mean, that has to be the best way to go with the newer generation of nurses because they're finding nursing jobs through other nurses. So I had just recently had three mentees leave to go to work at a hospital called Duke in North Carolina. It has an excellent reputation, um, but so do lots of hospitals. They went there because another nurse of ours um, from a unit that they had applied for have left and got, had left and gone to Duke and was posting on her social media how much she loved her job. So that led to three others following three. in her footsteps, three, yeah. Um, if working on not her unit, but um, just ones that are related to, I think one is in the same ICU as her and then two are on the step down unit that is associated with it. So um, if you are already privy to nurses that are really popular on social media, there's one specifically called, uh, whose name is Sarah Gaines. And she goes by the name of the six figure nurse. Um, she is she is extremely popular with um, new graduate nurses because she's teaching them um, more the financial aspects of career building. Mm -hmm. And um, so I would definitely look into her resources she, and see what she is telling these um, new grad nurses as well, because they are following um, her guys in getting paid what they are worth. And so you're gonna be hard pressed to find nurses that are willing to accept um, a lower dime um, as opposed to what others are willing to pay in those big mm -hmm. metro areas. And a lot are very, very willing to relocate because they're young. They really don't have anything to lose in their hometown. So if you have those high paying um, city, high, yeah, high populated areas, those are gonna go fast. Yeah, hmm. okay. Um, in terms of search engines, um, Google Jobs and Indeed are what I see people or I hear people using. That's what I use the most myself. 
um, LinkedIn as well, just because the majority of nursing programs require us to make a LinkedIn profile during the program. So um, LinkedIn and um, Indeed and just straight Google Jobs, because that's the easiest way to get our hands on it. Mm. That social media thing is very sort of surprising, but not surprising. You know, it makes absolute sense that if a nurse was talking about a hospital and loved it, that people who don't love their hospital are going to be drawn to that. Right. Um, and and they've seen it in, um, so there's a phenomenon kind of going on, if you know, of HCA hospitals, um, a very, very big network of hospitals, but they've seen a huge drop in their recruitment of younger and new grad nurses. And mm -hmm. there's... Um, uh, a friend of mine is actually studying the phenomenon because what happened was a very famous um, social media page that goes by Nurse Life RN. Um, I would be surprised if none of you have heard of them because they're extremely popular. They had posted about multiple of their nurses that were messaging them saying, you know, I'm getting screwed at this hospital or this hospital mm -hmm. really stinks, blah, 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 blah. And they posted that and it's like a mass wave of people not wanting to work for them now. So if you are keeping an eye on what hospitals are getting attention through these um, social media pages that are very popular with the nurses, mm -hmm. you're going to be more likely to see where the nurses are wanting to go and where they're wanting to stay away from. Yeah. Okay. So like <laughs> meme pages <laughs> like this that just seem like right. if they, right. like they have the part to influence Right, because yeah. what you're saying is a lot of these contemporary nursing pages, um, they began as just jokes, but the gentleman that runs this page, his name is Ebby, um, he's become a huge nursing advocate. So he runs all types of fundraising and, um, and events for supporting nurses in their mental health, supporting um, cancer research. He does a lot of work in um, getting PPE fundraising throughout the pandemic and after it. Um, so a lot of these pages that started out as just being for entertainment have really come to be um, a way for contemporary young nurses to grow the profession. Yeah. Okay. So everyone on this call should be looking into how their nurses are talking about them, if they're talking about them at all. And if they're not, find a way to get them to start talking about you. Because if you're on Facebook, your friend list, is going to be full of people you went to college with. So there's no, there's no doubt that if one of your nurses is posting stuff, their friends or their acquaintances or the people they hooked up with for one night who's, <laughs> who's uh, like in the same college dorm, they're going to see it. And that's going to grow your, your presence. Uh, maybe you'll get three hours just from uh, a nurse posting on Facebook instead of having to pay an aid and see what, 15 grand a hire. Cool stuff. So you've, you, we've talked about the residency programs and a few more things about careers. Is there anything else you want to add to what would actually draw a grad nurse? Yeah, so a lot of um, the nurses are looking at the facility administrative support, um, how they are transparent with who their leaders are, because a lot of the new graduates go in not sure of what is going to be a, um, a proper display of leadership or what a good support system is going to look or feel like. So if you can have that information readily available for them and say, 
I know that you might not even know what a good um, administrative leadership looks like, but this is what it does. And this is what this place has. So I recommend you going here. And that would look like um, what security measures are available for nurses or um, made available to nurses for their physical safety. Do they have security on site? Do they utilize any kind of metal detectors to prevent um, gun violence in the hospitals? Um, do nurses have um, technologies that they carry on their badges or on their phones for alert systems? You know, our hospital has a pin pull method. So it almost looks like a grenade that I wear on my chest. And if I'm in any kind of physical danger, I pull it. Oh, and it great. literally sends my location to security staff and it alerts my team members that are on my floor to come to my direct location. Um, so that, and then do they have employee assistive services um, for any mental health care needs that the nurse may have? My hospital, we get three uh, free uh, visits with a licensed therapist per event or per needed thing. It's not uncommon for nurses to be verbally or physically assaulted in the workplace. And even though a lot of times it's like, mm, it's part of the job, grandma's confused, it still takes a toll. So having that kind of resource available is huge, 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 huge. Um, to come back to my question about educating the applicants, is this something that the grad through nurses you're speaking to have in the back of their mind from day one? Or is it something that recruiters should say to them, hey, you might not know that this is important, but this is what we have and it is important. I would say both, okay. uh, both because it's a big thing that is in contemporary nursing now, as in like that is what everyone is talking about on the units between themselves. And that's what they're talking about on social media as well. Like all of the memes are like laughing at your own suffering, which sometimes right. is just the best way to deal with it. So it's not that they don't know that they're stepping into a whirlwind. You know, they already know that this is going to be a very hard job. So if you can say like, wow, you know, I really commend you for going into this career field because you know that it's probably not going to be the best time. Med surge has a reputation for a reason. But even though, you know, you might come in across with some difficult patients, this hospital does have a behavioral emergency response team, you know, or this team or this hospital has a very robust psychiatric nursing team and they, they can consult with you on patients if needed. And the majority of this information is going to be pretty blatant on the hospital's websites because they, it's a, almost a form of advertising for them. You know, they know that this is what nurses want. They want to feel protected. It's a huge movement. And it's not just for the nurses, too. You might find this type of information on the, um, on the physician pages as well. You know, Protect the Protectors is a more physician-based um, kind of program that's been going on, but for similar issues in the medical field. Um, so a lot of hospitals will be boasting um, resiliency projects and um, performance and quality improvement, especially if they're magnet ranked hospitals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I hear like from most nurses that transparency is, is vital whenever they're speaking to recruiters. And that would, oh, yeah. that would come and do it there. Yeah. Right. The more information you have on the facility, the better, you know, if when people come to me offering me positions on places and all they really have is the patient population, the ratio and the money, I'm like, oh, well, that's all well and good, but I still don't know anything about that job. So the more details, the better. And I have this question about this is the job market as a whole. And really on my mind was because 
there's going to be more demand and the supply for nurses isn't going to keep up. Like some organizations are going to win. And I would like to know from you, what, what do you think would make a winning organization that's going to be able to keep hiring graduate nurses? So one big trend that we're seeing is a shift from having just intensive care level in the hospital and general care level in the hospital. There's this newer middle intermediate level, which is oftentimes called intermediate versus it's progressive care. Um, you guys have probably already seen these job postings. They've been around for a couple of years, but we're seeing a huge shift in the amount of progressive beds that are being put in place in hospitals. Um, just at my organization, we opened two new progressive care units and three of our surgical care units saw an increase in the progressive bed availability. Now, this is something that organizations have to apply for through their state. Um, so they may not be able to get exactly what they need, but the uptick is already astronomical. Um, so you're going to be seeing a lot more jobs for higher acuity nursing care. Um, the, the patient population is just getting older and sicker, especially as technology is keeping up with how to keep them alive. Um, so there's a big shift in nurses being needed for higher acuity of care. And then certified nurses as well. Any um, job opportunity that boasts being able to um, pay for or help nurses get certified in any way um, is a big plus because that's what a lot of these high acuity patients are requiring. What sort of certifications? Um, there is a there's a progressive care certification. There's a trauma, um, care after trauma certification. Um, there is also ventilative support uh, certifications, mm -hmm. and then there's also infection control and wound care. Um, those are the biggest ones that I'm seeing being utilized uh, that are outside of specialty. So outside of stroke certification or cardiac certification, those have always been around, but these newer ones that are more focused on um, controlling um, this middle level of care and then the um, things that come along with being in the hospital for prolonged periods of time, like infection and wound care, are becoming bigger as well. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. We've talked about nurse residency. I'd like to, before we go on to the Q&A, everybody, please put your questions in. Let's just check out that nurse. What was she called? The six-figure nurse. Mm -hmm. and we can... Sarah Gaines. Yeah. So I think every recruiter should want to be like the six-figure nurse in terms of nurses are just drawn to you so let's try and find her is, she, is it a facebook page or how does she promote herself I, she has a website she also um does most of her promotion through instagram okay let's go on our website and see um, maybe you can talk us through what so what a so what about what Sarah Gaines is sort of offering is attractive to nurses? So essentially, Sarah offers an education, a very brief educational course. Um, it's really just um, PDFs of information that the nurse takes with them when they're interviewing or when they're asking recruiters about a jobs, and it helps them fill out information that they're looking for. So for example, um, does this facility... Uh, require overtime hours. Um, there are some that require nurses to work overtime without overtime pay, which is ridiculous, right? Um, but a lot of nurses don't know that going into uh, permanent positions. 
And that also talks, um, also prompts nurses to do their own research on um, where they want to work in terms of locality and what nurses are being paid in that area competitively. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big thing that she puts um, on her advice pages as well. And then just providing advice on educational opportunities and how best to build their own portfolio to know exactly what dollar sign they are worth. Um, so if you are looking at a recruit who does have a progressive care certification, um, even though maybe they may only be having two years of experience, but they do have their bachelor's degree in nursing, you should want to know what their dollar sign figure is going to be with all of that combined um, in the locality that they're looking for so that you can find them a more competitive rate. Then the nurses that are following her are very adept at these type of skills. Wow. So maybe people on this call, you could check out some of the content that she's giving to them. You'll have a, a sort of a heads up of what nurses view is important so you can prepare your responses. Melissa, we have a question from Natalie and she'd like some advice from a long-term care facility perspective. What advice would you give to her? Well, she's not a hospital. She's trying to get people for her long-term care. Um, what would you say to her? Long-term care is a difficult, difficult position, Filler. I understand a lot of nurses are looking for the acute care aspect, but I do know that there are several, several nurses out there that have been inspired by um, a more current movement of uh, ending life with peace and with dignity. Um, so I um, have seen mentees come in already looking for palliative care and hospice care opportunities. And while a nursing facility may not be exactly that, um, you may have just opportunities to uh, provide those that nurse that's looking for those kinds of things with more of the um, nursing therapies that are more aimed toward palliation of just symptom relief, not dealing with acute in, um, infections or acute illnesses as much anymore. Um, so finding nurses that are, maybe if you go to, um, a recruitment event for a palliative care or hospice field, you may be able to find nurses that um, are willing to come to your facility out of just not wanting to have to deal with the acute illness anymore. Um, That's a good way to start as well. And then um, a lot of the newer nurses that um, aren't really loving the inpatient process, they start to try to move outpatient as well. And so tagging your job, words or titles with that outpatient, because although, you know, your facility may be an inpatient facility um, where the residents are staying, as long as um, you're saying that it's not a hospital inpatient setting, that could um, trigger them to be more inclined as well. Um, And then if you were able to provide any kind of educational support to their career paths as well by, um, you know, boasting that this could be a road to those areas that they're looking for, Um, or this could get you experience um, with that type of population, that could be helpful to getting them on board as well. Is there a a big drop off from that first inpatient, like first few months, realize you really dislike it and you want something more outpatient? Do you know, would it be like 5%, 10%? I wouldn't have a a figure for you, but I would say that it may be even higher um, just because the, 
the dream of nursing, like I said in the beginning, isn't always realized once they get there, especially as we see a new wave of uh, sort of mistrust amongst the public when it comes to um, healthcare and healthcare providers and just being in a hospital setting being so unpleasant at times. A lot of nurses, um, this is a direct quote, feel bamboozled uh, that they think that they are here to provide loving care um, and then they get here and they're just torturing their patients. So really you could mm. sell a, a nursing home facility um, in that way of saying, you know, you're just here to care for them. You know, you're just here to provide solace, provide support, um, you know, get rid of the symptoms of what is ailing them in their age. Um, that would be a, a huge selling point. Yeah. There you go, Natalie. I think you got your money's worth from that response. Because <laughs> like they could even do a campaign after, like whenever a new grad situation will start, a month after, targeting people, like feeling bamboozled about working in a hospital. Right. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Melissa, I've really loved learning from you. I've like I've taken a lot of notes. And um, I think it's been very valuable to get you here. What I want to do, everybody, is share Melissa's LinkedIn. And if you're looking for some advice, if you're looking for consultation, if you're looking for any writing done that speaks to nurses or in a more clinical, uh, more clinical type of writing, then what's so be someone that will be able to help you. Um, so connect with her and um, thanks so much for coming. Mm -hmm.